Five questions about gratitude. One, which is easier to generate? Gratitude about rare high-level things or about common basic things? I had this idea of this game you could play called, I call it Gratitude Limbo. The The concept is simple enough. I was like, okay, gratitude is a muscle. And to strengthen that muscle, we need to keep challenging it. And like, just like with weightlifting, you would add a little bit of weight over time. And so I was thinking gratitude, I was trying to think it through. I was like, gratitude is, must be harder to develop for things that are more common and easier to develop for things that are more rare in our lives. So for instance, the big high level rare things might be things that are truly unique in the world. Like I get to live in Freddie Harbor or I have a nice house or I have a new car or a beautiful girlfriend, beautiful wife, um, stuff like that. And, and then you could work your way down from there. Like I have a job that pays me enough. Um, I live in a safe neighborhood and you're kind of decreasing in the rarity, the, um, of the things that which you're developing gratitude for. And then eventually you get down to, I have a body that works and I can move and one run and see and hear, and then I can think and I am. So kind of decreasing in, um, specialness, I, I guess would be the way to saying it of, of the things we're being grateful for. And my theory was that as you go down, it's harder to develop. Um, those are hard, harder, thing to develop gratitude for. So like, that's the limbo, like, you know, and the thing, the bar keeps getting lower and lower. How low can your gratitude bar go? And so that was the idea. But then I was, I stopped and thought about it a little bit more. And I was like, okay, logically that makes sense that more rare stuff would be easier to develop gratitude for. It's like, wow, this is really special and unique, this thing I have. But if I actually look at my own life, it's actually not the case at all. The times I feel gratitude most often as an upwelling, like not as like a intentional call, like I'm intentionally calling myself to it, but just as a natural upwelling is for really simple stuff. Like the feel of the sun on my skin or the feel of breeze or, um, the feeling of just having a healthy body or a warm shower or, uh, just these really basic things. And I can feel kind of real natural upwellings of gratitude about. And I have to kind of train myself to do the other ones. And so maybe it might, it might be opposite for you. I'm, I'm, I'm totally open to the idea that, that for some people it's easier to do one end of the spectrum and harder to do the other. And we're all a little bit different in that, but regardless, uh, it seems like it's a muscle and it seems like we need to strengthen it. So maybe we need to figure out which direction we need to work our way in. Um, because, uh, at the end of the day, we just, my, gratitude is an extremely powerful emotion. And to me, it's intimately tied to my happiness. The more gratitude I can express and feel and um, generate during my day is truly uh, correlated to my happiness during the day. So yeah, like the question is, you know, still, still there, which is easier to develop gratitude about. And I guess it doesn't really matter the answer. It just matters that we work our way up or down that spectrum and that limbo might look different for either of us, for some, you know, for different people among us. Question number two, what does it mean to give thanks when you don't believe in God? I am constantly trying to practice gratitude. Uh, not constantly. I am trying to practice it more. Um, and the easiest way for me to say it is to say, thank you. Ah, thank you for this warm water in my shower. Thank you for these new socks to put on. Thank you for this house that keeps me warm. Thank you for my beautiful children. And it's interesting. I say, thank you, because uh, I, I certainly don't believe in any higher power. Um, 
And so who is the you that I'm thanking? And maybe it's just a semantic thing. Maybe it's just easier to, for me to say that and it makes less sense for me to do that more accurate, but uh, linguistically tough thing of saying, I am thankful for, but also thank you feels active to me. It feels like I'm, it's an, it's an active thing. Thank you. Thank you. Like there's energy behind that to me at least. Um, yeah, it seems like the main function of gratitude is that it's a, it's a focus or a filter, right? It, it in our lives, there's just always an infinite number of data points. Um, and in society and the world writ large, right? There's just so many things we could focus on the things that are going well, things that are going poorly, things that are neutral. And, um, and you know, if we get a boo-boo on our, on our big toe, if we focus enough on it, it can ruin our day. And, but whereas gratitude, having that practice of gratitude is constantly trying to find that focus on those, those things that are going right, or those things that maybe aren't going wrong, just as, you know, just as, um, importantly. And yeah, but what does it mean to have gratitude? Just general, like you can't quite put your finger on what it is you're thankful to, but it doesn't really matter. It's like a practice that has positive results, regardless of the logic of it. Like there's no logic to who I'm thinking or what exactly I am thinking. Because I don't, I don't believe that the universe is, you know, trying to protect me or watch out for me or anything like that. Um, I believe that I'm extremely lucky and other people are lucky at times of their lives and unlucky at other times of their lives to varying degrees. But it's mainly to me, not saying thank you is not about the, it seems is not about the, uh, it's not a description of reality. It's, it's a practice. Maybe I like to call it like a functional fiction. It's just something that the more we practice it, the the more our mind is inclined to look towards the positive. And uh, so maybe it doesn't matter if there's no entity that we're thinking. Question three, what's the relationship between gratitude and optimism? So we kind of hit, you know, you can kind of imagine we're hitting on that in that second question too, that optimism is of when looking out into the future, it's looking at the, the more positive aspects of uh, the possibilities to come. And gratitude is looking at the more positive aspects of the present, right? And so it seems like there's a deep tie. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if there's a correlation between people who are more grateful, express more gratitude and are more optimistic about the future, or could those be completely um, severed? Could you have someone who's has really deep gratitude for everything in their lives, but is deeply pessimistic about the future, either for their own lives or for for humanity writ large? It seems like maybe that could, that could exist. I can't quite think of somebody who fits that bill, but there seems to be some kind of correlation there. Um. I mean, obviously there's a correlation because again, it's of that, it's that filtering effect, looking for what's going well and looking for what could go well. And, uh, so they're very similar behaviors, obviously. And so that leads me to my fourth question, which is, is gratitude in, in, inimical? I, I like that word. I don't quite know how to define it. Inimical to personal or societal evolution. I think a lot of people, especially in the political realm, have this sense that to be grateful for all the, that our society has achieved in terms of, 
you know, bringing people out of poverty or becoming more just or more balanced or more slightly less environmentally harmful, um, whatever way, way, you know, thing that you care most about, most of the things that we care most about, we've gotten better at, um, over time. Uh, as a species and as you know our society as well and certainly those are, you could be you could quibble with some of that as well but um even if you grant that i think a lot of people would argue that a focus on gratitude is misplaced because it 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 obliviates or is like a balm that makes it feel like we don't need to keep changing or keep fighting or keep agitating and protesting and trying to move the ball forward on all these things we care about, these issues we care about. And, you know, personally too, is having gratitude for either the big things in your life, like the car and the house or the job and the job or the, you know, the really base things in, in your life. Like, Oh, I'm not in agony right now. I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I have enough to eat that kind of stuff. Does it, does it dampen your ambition? And again, I don't, my sense is that it, it can in certain lights make certain ambitions, at least personal ambitions seem a bit odd, right? A little bit, a little bit out of place. Like, oh, that doesn't quite make sense because some strivings will cease making sense. You know, if you are really filling your life with gratitude, because you you can, your, your cup is already full, but Again, going back to the last question, I do think there's a tie between optimism and gratitude because again, it's the practicing looking towards the positive and optimism is a really key element, I believe in personal evolution. And I think probably in societal evolution as well. I'm not sure as sure about that one. Um, so I don't think it's inimical. I think it can make some forms of personal evolution or personal ambition seem a little bit uh, meaningless. And I guess one of the, one of the things I've been trying to, I didn't quite mention with that gratitude limbo thing is, is, is what are the fundamental units of gratitude? Like how, again, how low can you go? And one of the things I've been wrestling with is, do we have the ability to derive joy from the absence of suffering? Like, because you, when you imagine all the ways your body, just your body, like let alone anything else, your mind or your your job or your, you know, relationships or anything else, just your body, all the ways your body can go wrong and does go wrong all the time for people, um, from accidents to disease to, you know, oh, just so many ways that just, there's just a lot of pain in your life and discomfort and, and you know, agony, not just pain, but agony, you know, so all the ways that that can happen. Can we, could we develop an, with enough practice? Can we get to the point where when we're not in agony, when we're not in like, you know, constant pain, like we have moments of reprieve, um, or we just like feel basically good, not, not even great, but just good. Like, Oh wow. I'm not, I'm not in agony right now. Could we get to the point where we're just celebrating with that? Like there's, there's so many ways it could go wrong with our body and we'll go wrong as we age or as we get to different points in our life. Could we get to the point where we're not just like a little bit grateful, but like freaking celebrating the, the absence of suffering. Um, yeah, I think there probably is a way and uh, I'd like to explore it. I'd like to explore it. I'm not quite there yet though. The last question, what's the relationship between gratitude and mortality or finitude? And 
I think there's a really deep connection here. One of the ways I've, I've been really inspired lately is um, uh, Sam Harris. He's a meditation teacher and author, and he has this great little uh, mini lecture he did about the last time. He calls it the last time, and um, it's part of his app called Waking Up, about a meditation teaching app. And it's just this little three-minute uh, excerpt he has, monologue he has, about contemplating the last time you'll get to do things. And like, there's a last time you will get to pick up your child. And not even that they, you know, they die, they pass away or you die. It's just that they grow out of that phase and they don't pick them up anymore. There's the last time you'll brush their teeth for them. Um, There's the last time you'll get to go on a road trip with your friends. And again, it's not necessarily because they're died. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Um, And the disease is, and the, there's t- things in our lives that in the moment they feel either frustrating or annoying or a chore or, you know, just like, uh, not this again. Like you feel like you do it every day, especially as a parent. I think this really rings true where you're doing these repetitive tasks again and again. And maybe your kids are fussing you about the brushing the teeth or whatever. And it's really hard to be grateful for that. But then you remember, oh, there will be a last time. There will be a last time that this happens. There'll be a last time that I get to tuck my kid in or that they call me in to tell them one last story. And you don't know when that last time is, but at some point they will stop calling you in to ask for a story. And it just, when you contemplate that for me, at least it really cuts through a lot of the frustration and, uh, the, um, yeah, all the negativity and you're like, okay, there's the last time. So it seems like there's a really deep connection between gratitude and finitude and uh yeah so not necessarily mortality that is certainly part of it that's as a subset of finitude but finitude just meaning that you know these experiences that we feel like are going to go on forever they're they're not and there's going to be a last time for all of them the good ones and the bad ones and the boring ones and the annoying ones and the hard ones there's a last time for all of it and so does that finitude in and of itself allow us to take have gratitude in things that would otherwise be you know, maybe even negative, like, <laughs> like you're having an argument with a friend or a, or a spouse or something. And that's not a positive experience by any means, but like, okay, there's a, there will be a last time I argue with a friend. And in that light, it's, it kind of takes on softness, a poignancy. So the question is, how do we get back there? How do we cultivate that feeling more? I don't really know. I'm just going to start, keep saying thank you. And I'm not saying thank you to anyone, am I? But I'm going to keep saying it as much as possible. And it's funny how I adopt these religious kind of symbolisms or uh, inclinations, even though I really don't identify with any religion. It's like putting my hands together in prayer. It feels like such a natural way of having my body express gratitude. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep saying thank you as often as I can. And I'm going to keep putting my hands together in that prayer shape um, because it reminds me, oh, wow, there's gifts happening here. Yeah. But I'm curious. Curious. There's a lot of, of, it seems like gratitude is a deep, deep well and something we can explore for a long time and you can go really deep on it. And and who knows what the limits are? If we really, really fine-tune that muscle and strengthen that muscle, man, how how much joy can we bring to our life? If we get, if we get that, make that muscle stronger. I mean, that's the question to leave on is just what's the limit of, of joy that gratitude can bring to us. 
as we strengthen that. Anyway, I really appreciate you listening in and uh, we'll see you next time on Happy When Curious. Thank you.